y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. story, how you got into the business that you're in, and then I have some fun questions about the good, the bad, and the ugly that you've experienced, because <laughs> okay. I've been told you have a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yes. Um, yeah, I will try to not um a lot. I've had That's to okay. do this too. <laughs> so it's, like, <laughs> it's okay. I've been editing them all out. Uh, so we're going to officially kick off, and on this episode of the Nugabell podcast, I am so stoked to have Tara Veland on, and Tara manages The Signal, which is one of the, it's the newest music venue in Chattanooga. It is the newest uh, large-scale venue, large scale. yes, so it's the largest privately owned music venue uh, at this point in the city. That is incredible, and I have to say you have done a fantastic job so far. I've had uh, <laughs> I've had some really good guidance and leadership. Um, obviously, going to this scale is uh, a lot different than some of my backgrounds, so it's been really nice to uh, have guiding hands to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm handling it properly and learning. Yeah. Um, so, what is your background? How did you get into the music industry world? Sure. So. Um, yeah, thinking about this, <laughs> you know, all day today and that question of like, when did you love music? And I actually started with radio. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, I remember being a kid and playing radio and DJ with the little boom boxes and mm-hmm. the tape recorders. I did the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So it really came from that. And, you know, eventually I ended up working my first Bonnaroo Festival. Oh, that's cool. So I was 18, 19 years old my first year working Bonnery, working safety. And it really opened my eyes to the production value and everything behind the scenes of concerts. And I absolutely fell in love. What was Bonnery like at that time? Was it as massive as it is now? I would say larger. They really? Were, I mean, they didn't have as much control back then. Oh, true. You know, <laughs> over the fence lines, to be very simple. Um, I feel like it was a lot bigger, uh, and they obviously had some growing pains with, you know, fun stuff like porta toilets and, (laughs) uh, you know, those jobs of watching a hole in the fence for hours and being left out in the rain and just the adventures that I was able to take, uh, through those first three years that I worked safety for that launched me into entertainment and I ended up going to Chattanooga State. Uh, in the production department. So it was transitioning at that point from uh, a small department into a new one. They had a new professor come in. They also uh, transitioned from FM radio, The Wall, uh, which was um, the big FM alternative station at that point, and they went online. Okay. So here I am, first time in college. I'm about 22 at this point. I started late. And uh, everybody leaves because they go from FM to online. Oh, and they don't know what to do with it. So all the DJs and all the people, they're like, we don't want to be on an online... Who's going to listen to online radio? (laughs) Okay, so that's the the theme that I heard. Joke's on them, right? It's so funny now to to think that that was the issue. Um, But in a great way, that ended up giving me the opportunity to run in there and host a local show. So I spent three years 
hosting the local and regional show for Chattanooga State's The Wall, which gave me the opportunity to interview bands, meet local bands, create relationships and bonds that I have to this day, and also intern with uh, Brewer Media. Awesome. So I took an internship writing for The Pulse. I started out with the concert calendar and learning spreadsheets. <laughs> My sworn enemy. Please learn how to do spreadsheets. I'm still working on it. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was that was really it. They they gave me a great foundation um, and family to be able to to learn how to do that. All the while, I'm still in the service industry. So my background is service industry through and through. Uh, started working in restaurants at 15, and in a way, we'll never leave them. Yeah. Every everything ties in together somehow. It does. It does. It definitely teaches you about people, and this job is all about people, whether they're coming in the front door or they're coming in as bands or production through the back and how you treat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of those bands that you worked with uh, in the earlier days, can you talk a little bit about where some of them have gone, if they're still around, what they're doing? Wow, there's some really great examples. Uh, I think one of my most fun uh, local bands was a, a band called Machines for People 2. Okay. Which they just did a reunion show not too long ago, um, and they're not together anymore, but a lot of the members have gone off to other things. Um, and then Channing Wilson, Pee Wee and Channing is a perfect example. Uh, my husband and I had our first dance to Pee Wee and Channing and now Channing Aww. is riding in Nashville and just about to, you know, blow the place up doing fantastic. That's so awesome. the rise and the talent in Chattanooga has just been massive in all sorts of ways, whether that's recreational musicians or if they've gone off to other cities or other brackets Mm -hmm. Uh, either way it's just great seeing everybody grow yeah for sure Mm -hmm. I've only lived in Chattanooga since 2015 like I said so even in the short time that I've been here I've noticed it too and especially in the last probably year year and a half Mm -hmm. the more I've like really paid attention to it it's just like really nice to see yeah there's an ebb and flow to everything Uh, I was just having a conversation with a friend about uh, a metal scene in North Georgia that I had no idea was going on. Metal? Yeah, like little hardcore (laughs) bands down there, and I'm begging my buddy to take me down there, because that's what I used to love back in the day. Mm -hmm. But as you grow and you get into different things, it's it's hard to keep on the pulse of what everybody's doing. And so it's just exciting to think that there's kids in a deli in North Georgia rocking out right now. And mm-hmm. and those younger performers uh, are going to end up being, you know, people that are in our, our everyday music scene. So it's important to, to check them out, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that just wrapped up recently was Road to Nightfall. Yes. And this year was the first year that I actually went to it mm-hmm. and didn't just, like, pay attention to it or follow it. And I went one of the opening rounds and the finals and just the breadth of talent that I saw and all the different like styles and genres that people were doing, it's amazing to see that we've got that much going on in a mid-sized southern city. Yeah, Road to Nightfall is a great example of an idea that was put together and um, really just flourished. It's a great opportunity no matter whether these bands make it you know, through to the final rounds or whatever, just the networking of it and gathering all these people together in one room is a win. Mm -hmm. And Nightfall is such a beautiful, beautiful thing for our city. Uh, I've had the honor to work for Carla and Chattanooga Presents for a few years and actually I was the beverage um, manager for Nightfall for three years. And so that level of community that we have, 
I hate for it to be taken for granted because it's a really cool thing to be able to bring so many people together on a Friday night Mm -hmm. for For 16 weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, anytime we have somebody visiting, I'm like, come in August or the July because you've got pretty much nightfall and then riverfront nights and then the Chattanooga market. Yep. And so you just got this plethora of uh, entertainment and local showcases that Mm -hmm. you just can't match. I remember, I think Nightfall was one of the first things I did when I moved to Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. I'm like 99% sure that was one of the first things I did. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember going to Nightfall when I was like 17. Is it true that Bare Naked Ladies played at one point? No, not Bare Naked Ladies. Um, I heard some band played Nightfall in like the early 2000s that I was like, really? Those guys? <laughs> well, and maybe it wasn't. I'm so Gosh, ba- who was it? You know, I'm so bad about. Dates and shows and songs and titles and, you know, <laughs> all that stuff that's never, I've always, uh, like, what makes me feel good kind of a person more than I am uh, that, but uh, there have been a ton of bands mm-hmm. that have played and started out at Nightfall or were on their rise up uh, that Carla caught, and mm-hmm. so you can go look at her wall in her office and just go, wow, <laughs> that happened? Where was I? Oh, you know being a dummy somewhere, you know, and missing those things because you just don't know. JJ's is another perfect example mm-hmm. of a band. You know, Shovels and Rope is coming back to Walker Theater. I've seen Shovels and Rope on J- at the JJ's Theater, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's so many opportunities if you can catch them. And we have such great people like John who recognize that talent early on to bring it to the city so that they can grow. And that's what the system in Chattanooga should be. It's a collective that all works together so the bands can return and grow their audience every single time mm-hmm. they return. Yeah. I, going back to Road to Nightfall, I remember seeing people like in bands that I was like, wait, I've seen you before. I've seen you before. I know you. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird to see them in like different settings in which I don't usually see them. Oh, yeah. It's hard to even recognize sometimes a... Uh, there's one of the guys around town, he's in like seven different bands, and I can't keep up with what he's doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and that <laughs> but was... it's great, but I still get that excitement when I'm like, oh, you're in this one too. Oh, you're in this one too. Okay, great. Yeah. Because that's, uh, I don't know, there's something special to, to say about the fact that mm-hmm. everybody, for the most part, obviously, works together and uh, lifts each other up. It's like they can like share people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a mid-sized city, you kind of have to. Yeah, you know? that's true. <laughs> Uh, you know, this past nightfall was dedicated to Hunter White, and he was the epiphany of talent and just creative and, and beautiful, uh, a beautiful person that was like that. He drummed in all the bands, mm-hmm. you know, and you could see him everywhere all over town, and there's definitely magic in that, and so mm-hmm. I'm really glad that they dedicated to that yeah. to him. I am too. I did not know him, but when I heard the story of everything, I was like, oh, that's so nice. Yes. I'm glad it yes. worked out that way. Um, so let's talk about The Signal. Sure. It is a Marathon Music Works venue. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So our parents are in Nashville, sisters, whatever you want to call it there. Um, but Marathon Music Works is in Nashville. They've also absorbed the exit in. Okay. Absorbed the exit in a few years ago. We have the Truman in Kansas City. And then Chattanooga is the third venue that they've actually opened. Okay. One of the owners has been promoting in Chattanooga, Chris Cobb, for the past 10 years, maybe even more. Very good friendship with Rhythm and Brews. Um, I had actually worked with him many, many years ago. And I had gotten out of the entertainment and uh, events industry and gone into another field. But when I heard that they were the ones actually opening this space, I had to jump in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
you know, just because it's hard to find good people and, and family. And um, when you've got somebody that's coming in from out of town, it's very easy to say they don't know the city, but but these guys know our city. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've been a part of it for many years, whether you know it or not. And so it's very exciting to be able to work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about... Like, when I moved here, Track 29 and Revelry Room were, like, the places to be for, for sure. like, the bigger shows. And then now we have something like The Signal. And I would love to hear your take on the importance of having a venue like that. Mid-sized venue, in yeah. a mid-sized city. Track 29, uh, my best memories are at that venue. I actually worked and bartended there for five years. And mm-hmm. it was one of the best jobs I ever had. <laughs> Go in, make money, and leave, you know? (laughs) Um, So it's so important to be able to have that mid-size venue, and we still have that 500-cap venue as well now with Songbirds Reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Um, Every venue in our city offers something different Mm -hmm. for a tour. Some tours need seated shows. Some need larger seated shows. Some want standing rooms. Um, so being able to fill that void and work together with the Walker, the Tivoli, the Memorial, the way that we can, um, to be able to work with songbirds and our family there as well to ensure that, uh, every artist who comes to Chattanooga has a place that they fit is extremely important. JJ's is extremely important. Our Clyde's, you know, all these small places where, Uh, And not small, but, you know, the smaller acoustic places where our local musicians are being able to actually make money off playing brunches and playing happy hours and playing Tuesday nights at Wanderlinger. You know, all of these things fit together in a puzzle uh, that makes a beautiful picture for Chattanooga and only helps it grow. So as far as a, a, a local person who needs somewhere to go see, you know, a metal show that they may not want to go sit down at. Uh, or somebody that just needs to to go hang out at brunch with their friends and hear good music. All of those things are equally important. And again, goes back to that ability for musicians to return and gain more access every time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Church 29 is a, is a family that we still have to this day. Um, mad respect for, for everyone involved and as well as uh, Revelry Room and Songbirds and you know, the best thing that we can all do is grow, learn, and, and mm-hmm. keep bringing badass music to Chattanooga. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, um, a lot of the shows that I've seen coming through the signal, I've only actually been to a handful, but just like the variety of shows mm-hmm. that y'all are bringing in, and I, not just the signal, but every place, like yeah. you've been saying, it's incredible to me that, again, a mid-sized city like Chattanooga can get Walk the Moon jimmy eat world who i saw both times they came um (laughs) like the country music singers that have come through um moon taxi has been here i think every year i've lived here Mm -hmm. more than once sometimes (laughs) so it's well moon taxi start you know i mean they were a a small band too that grew through chattanooga really yeah i did not know that i mean moon taxi played fly free fest what was that? Uh, that was a music festival that some uh, local friends of ours put on in Adams, Tennessee. Okay. Four or five years ago. So a lot of these bands are regional or they just have ties here that you don't really even realize. Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> yeah. And so for them to be able to come back, grow, Dr. Dog's a perfect example. Okay. Just from this past week, I, I waited on them when I worked at Big River. Really? Years and years and years ago. Uh, they don't know that. You know, they don't remember <laughs> that. We didn't talk about it when they showed up. 
But for me, that's like a really cool memory mm-hmm. of being able to wait on them, see them play at uh, Rhythm and Brews, which is such a, a cornerstone of our community for so many years. And then now they're coming in and playing, you know, our room. And so it just makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me happy that, uh, that those things that we are trying to do are slowly but surely happening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, now I want to talk about, uh, I want to hear some of your fun stories. So I talked to a few of my friends and said that I was having you on the podcast Uh and they had some questions. (laughs) So what were the best and worst shows you've ever booked in terms of quality and sales? Mm, God. I should have prepped you for this. I'm yeah, so sorry to put rough. you on the spot. <laughs> well, I, you know, actually, there's a fun lesson to learn from this. I don't book music. Okay. Yeah. So I overthink things a lot. <laughs> and so I have a hard time really even giving advice on who to book. Because okay. I go into like, well, let's go check this out. Let's go do this. And let's think about all these things because I'm an overthinker. I am but, too. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so as a venue manager... My job is to uh, ensure that the logistics are in place, okay. right? And to make sure that the production manager has what they need, to make sure my bar manager and my bar staff have what they need, that everybody's coming through the door safely, um, leaving safely. So I don't book music, so that's going to be a hard one for me to answer. Okay. Yeah, I think that every show, even if the sales aren't great, that's not the number one thing all the time obviously business is business but you've also got to think about the experience of the fans Mm -hmm. have I done my job by making sure that those two people that showed up had a good time that's what matters gotcha yeah and as far (laughs) as best show too I mean people ask me that stuff all the time and it's like it's the same thing it's uh fans are all different they all have different qualities I get to see them in different ways I get to see people I know uh, act in different ways when they're around music, the happiness um, that they get from being able to experience that, even if it's just a night out, is uh, is what's really drives me mm-hmm. anyways. So every artist has different fans and different things that make them special. Do you, okay, so with all of that being said, do you have a particular show that has come through the signal since, since it's been open that particularly stands out to you for one reason or another? Uh, George Clinton. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that that was the highlight of my year last year. I got to shake hands with George Clinton. Nice. And my mother is a huge fan mm-hmm. of George Clinton. So the fact that I even got to like look at him for a long time <laughs> and make sure that he was happy and had the things that he wants. And that entire tour was just so kind and even came over to give hugs. I'm a big hugger, so I love that. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody was just really chill and easy and such a legend in the building that that was the highlight mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. I I went to Jimmy Eat World back in August, mm-hmm. and it was they, – they always do such a good job. Yeah. I mean, I remember listening to Jimmy Eat World, you know, in the car as a mm-hmm. teenager jamming out. Like, those, those memories are – are precious. Yeah. And so those guys are so pro and so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I have a a good friend of mine who's a huge fan as well. And uh, they decorated a bowling pin in the back. Like (laughs) two bowling pins were hanging out. And uh, they decorated them as a man and a woman. And with a little top hat. 
and I got to gift them to my friend Aww. for her wedding because they just left them. You know what else we're mm-hmm. we gonna do? Uh, but that was it was really adorable. Yeah. So that was a fun memory from Jimmy Eat World. Mm-hmm. There. So the middle is like their song, mm-hmm. and like it's not even my favorite of their songs. But every time they play it, you just can't help but just yeah. get happy. Yeah, definitely. Everyone just loses it. Do you have a bucket list artist that if you and your team could bring to Chattanooga? <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, oh, Lord. That is so hard. Okay, personal. We're going to go personal, okay. right? Um, so I would love if, like, I'm going to get so much slack for this. That's okay. Um, like, Pucifer would be good. So any anything that Maynard from Tool is involved in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a huge Tool fan from my teenage years and way back in the day. So uh, anything on that line would be awesome. A perfect circle, maybe more, you know, in line for our venue than a Tool show, of course. <laughs> you need a much bigger space for that. And probably all of the other ones, too. But I would love to see that. I'd love to see Lizzo. Not familiar. Not familiar. Lizzo. So she's a, a great artist that we caught at Midtown okay. last year. And she's uh, just got a song on the radio and just really awesome mm-hmm. performer. So those those are some. Yeah. But there's a ton. Oh, I'm sure. And there's a million people we would love to see up there. Right. So. Yeah. Um, we started to touch on this a little bit earlier, but what excites you the most about Chattanooga's music community going forward? Oh, there's so much. Um... The conversations that are being had. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made it my New Year's resolution to go out and talk with people that I don't get to talk to very often in real life, maybe. Um, and just everybody's feeling good about the projects that they want to do. Um, I'm loving that hip hop cha and the hip hop scene is doing so well. We really need that growth in Chattanooga. And so the conversations about how we push that further. Um, and how we can support that group mm-hmm. is always on the back of my mind. Um, really, everybody working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the fun things is that I was really lucky to be able to get an internship with uh, Brewer Media and do that, and there's not a ton of opportunities for people to go out and learn their craft in the production world in Chattanooga. And so I'm really excited about the possibility of more shadowing throughout the venues. We were able to do that last year for a student last summer where they went and shadowed the Signal, Songbirds, uh, the Memorial, and Tivoli, and they were able to kind of see all the different sizes of venues. And that's something that's very common in Nashville mm-hmm. or larger cities because everybody's you know going to school for music. But here there's not as much opportunity. And so I'm really excited to see that as well as I serve on the board for Chattanooga Girls Rock Camp. Yes, yes. that's another thing I wanted yeah. to talk about. So I'm really excited about that program growing and the support in the city for it. I was also, um, the Songbirds Foundation and the work they're doing with kids is phenomenal as well. We just went to the talent show last night that they had at Songbirds. And the kids are just so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, in tears the whole time. I'm such a baby now that I'm older. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for us to get back on the dial of, of encouraging our youth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about Chattanooga Girls Rock, because sure. that's a thing that I was not super familiar with my first, like, two years that I live in Chattanooga. Sure. And the more I learn about it, the more I'm just impressed with everything that they're doing and what they're giving to kids to get involved. 
Yeah, so Chattanooga Girls Rock is uh, the local entity of Girls Rock. Okay. Which is a national organization. So there's uh, Girls Rock camps in lots of different cities all over the world. Oh, I didn't they know They actually that. have a huge Girls Rock conference, which is in New Jersey this year um, at the end of April. And so I was unable to support it in many ways for the first couple of years beyond just running my mouth about it. Uh, and also offering my daughter up because <laughs> she was at the age range that she could a- attend at the time. And so she's been able to be a part of it and now serves on the youth advisory board um, and, and really deep in that. What she's gotten out of it, the ability to communicate, to have stage presence, to feel confident around a group of kids who may not be in her everyday life is unimaginable. And last year was the first year that I was able to stay at camp from the beginning till the end every single day. And by the end of it, I just wanted to do it every day. (laughs) I mean, I never wanted to let any of these kids go. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So what is the camp exactly? Yeah. So, okay, sorry. I started getting all my personal stuff. It's okay. Um, So the camp itself is uh, a week-long camp in the summer. And at the beginning, every camper is able to get... uh, a band together. So they form a band. They are given an instrument. They can choose from three and then they get one of the three. An instrument, vocals, whatever that may be. And throughout the entity of the camp, all volunteer driven, may I add, uh, they will write and learn a song in order to perform it for the public that Saturday. Wow. So in one week, some of these young chicks have never even picked up a, uh, a guitar or been on stage or been a part of anything of this nature. And by the end of it, they are singing on stage for their family and the public. Oh, wow. That transition that happens in a week is the coolest thing in the world to watch. Beyond that, every day they learn about different subjects and they have different groups. So they may learn about production, podcasts, recording, um, songwriting, many different subjects throughout mm-hmm. the week. And the every day also has a different theme. So one theme may be mental health. Another one may be women in inter- entertainment where they explore what, where they explore society and what they think women should be okay. in the media or in rock or whatever. Um, also how to be a part of your community mm-hmm. and social justice. So the whole week long of camp is really focused on building them as individuals, that is but awesome. also teaching them how to cope and deal with other people. You know, because you're not a very all important. Yeah. Skill. Oh my gosh. I wish somebody had done that for me. I was just talking. I was like, I always played tennis, and I was an only child. This delegating thing. Me just, too. Just came into my thirties, so <laughs> we're all learning, and we learn so much from them. So those volunteer opportunities are viable, and we just uh, restructured the board, and so we've got outreach committees and year-round programming, and it's just really exciting to see the change in the growth. Uh, while hella appreciation. Uh, for the women that came before mm-hmm. us and, and really put that thing on the map. Yeah. So it's just it's just so cool. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's interested in volunteering, go to ChattanoogaGirlsRock.com. <laughs> you may have just convinced me. <laughs> we need you. We need you. And, you know, you don't have to. We, uh, we are supportive of all humans. And so, um, you know, you can always come and help no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. We love everybody. Awesome. Yes. I played violin for 12 years and I'm thinking back on like my time doing that and thinking about the ability that these girls have to do what they do in a week. And it's just incredible to think about. It is. It's amazing to watch. 
and uh, once you've done it once, you can't can't not do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like vacation Bible school when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> A little more rock and roll in there. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I have loved hearing about all of this so much. We are going to wrap up with my jar. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, this I have been so excited to talk to you so much. Um... <laughs> Those were all the questions. That's it. There wasn't anything worse than that. Yeah, you're good. Uh, <laughs> well, we've still got these coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've been listening to the podcast, you know what the jar is. But for my new listeners, this is my mason jar filled with colorful pieces of paper with all sorts of fun little questions for us to talk about. Ooh, I like it. So I just put some new questions in there this morning. Okay, great. So we'll each draw a few and we can answer each other's. Okay, awesome. All right, I'll go first. Oh, man. This one will be fun. One song or band I love to hate. Oh. <laughs> Are you ready for it? Yes. Genuine Pony. Really? Oh, I love that song. That is so, I'm such a 90s R&B girl. I love 90s R&B and really anything 90s country. Oh, 90s country is prime. Yeah. All of those, uh, you know, I used to be so ashamed of the 90s country when I was younger. And now I don't care. I love it. I know every song is fun. Oh my goodness! Like, <laughs> but I love, I love the nine any nineties R and B, and I know everybody makes fun of that little genuine pony <laughs> song. But it's one of those that's like Jimmy Eat World. When you hear that first yep. thing, you just got to get with it. Um, I have been on a huge Brian Adams kick lately. Uh oh. Okay. So Summer of '69 has gotten a lot of plays on my Spotify, <laughs> and it's one of those things that I completely did not catch on to the like innuendos in it until like literally last week <laughs> and then I was like wait did he just yeah yep. he did yep he's oh oh yes so I was yes. like well it gets stuck in my head so I can't not listen to it hey look <laughs> no shame in this game we got it we got it <laughs> definitely not okay so now my question yes okay pineapple on pizza yes or no Absolutely yes. Absolutely yes here as well. Yes. Yes. Gotta have the pineapple on the pizza. It's the sweet and the savory and the salty and it's just perfect. Now cilantro or no cilantro? Usually none. I love cilantro. See, I like it, but not on pizza. Oh, well, we'll put half and half. Yes. How's that? I like it in guacamole and on my tacos. Okay, there you go. But that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to grow cilantro. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to put in my little garden when I get that going. Oh, I can't grow anything. One thing people get wrong about the South. That's a really deep question. Not everything we eat is deep fried. Mmm, very good. But a lot of it is. <laughs> a lot of it is. A lot of it is. Um, I just went and saw Trey Crowder <laughs> at the memorial the other night. The comedian. The liberal redneck. Have you ever uh, have you seen those guys in Corey? No. So that's all heard I can, of. Heard yeah, of, that's all but... I can think of right now. <laughs> um, things we get wrong about the South. Um, well, I just disproved it by saying 90s country. I was going to say we don't all listen to country music. <laughs> but I just ruined that part. So I'm going to say sometimes we really do mean bless your heart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, mine is uh, the spring flavor that I am most excited about is... Ooh. Here's my cat, by the way. Hey, um, lemon and berry together. I'm going to agree with that. 
there's just something about it. I'm going to agree with that. Uh, I, I do a lot of like lemon raspberry, lemon strawberry. Mm -hmm. I really want to do lemon lavender this year. Lavender's great. I've never done like lavender in food except in tea. Well, at the signal, okay, you can get cookies from syrup and eggs that are lavender jam cookies. Ooh. Yes. So we do have some food. The next show I come to. Uh, no, I'll make sure and set some out for you next time. Ooh, I'm excited. They're delicious. Lavender jam. Yeah, so it's like a lavender with jam in the middle. Osha is amazing, so she makes all kinds of fun stuff. Oh. Syrup and eggs is definitely a great place to go. I've been there once. Awesome. I think it was like right around New Year's when they did like pancake bar. Nice. I need to go back. <laughs> all right. Are we still going? Okay. Oh, I like this. Okay. My favorite way to de-stress or relax is um, usually sitting on the couch with my cat. I know. I'm waiting on the cat to jump on the computer. <laughs> Are you getting on the computer? No. I just, <laughs> I just got these new chairs, uh -huh. and she's still getting used to them. And this one, I had to put double-sided tape on it to get her to quit clawing at it. Mm. But when I came home yesterday, she had protested against the double-sided tape and had pulled it all off. Well, cats are bossy. They know what they want, so I respect that. She very much yeah, is. Yeah, you gotta respect that. She very much is. Uh, let's see, what was the question? Oh, um, favorite way to de-stress or relax. Oh, gotcha. Okay, sorry. I started thinking about cats. <laughs> um, cats? <laughs> um, I think for me, I feel... The best when I'm just hanging out and running around at shows on my own, mm -hmm. you know, not working, getting to see a show and enjoy myself, and uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I or hiding. Yeah. It's either one or two <laughs> things. I haven't branched into going to shows by myself yet. Oh, it's so fun. My friend from college does it all the time. Yeah. I have to have someone with me because if I, like, have an emotional reaction to something, I need to turn to someone and cry. <laughs> but see, that's the great thing about going by yourself is that there's somebody else that feels the same way you do and they're usually right next to you. That's true. And I tell you what, I remember the first time I went to the movies by myself mm -hmm. and the first time I went out of town and stayed in a hotel by myself, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty crazy, but it's wonderful. And that's always been a great great thing for me mm -hmm. is to just go out because you're never alone. I will go out and like eat by myself mm -hmm. or go to the market by myself. That's okay. We'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's Alone do... time is precious. Yes. Okay. So I've got the next one. What would you rather give up? Sweets or alcohol? Oh, I hate myself for writing this question. Me too. Um, Why'd I pick it? I would have to say alcohol because I bake all the time. Okay. And baking is a stress relief for me. If you had asked me 61 days ago which one I would rather give up, mm -hmm. I would have said sweets all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I've actually given up alcohol for 61 days. Wow. Yeah. So total game changer being in the service industry your whole life. Yeah. Um, I don't know if when this comes out that'll still be the truth, but... <laughs> But anyways, it's, it's been good. So yeah. I'm going to say uh, alcohol right now. Yeah. And the entire place just fell dead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do one more each. Okay. I like these new questions I wrote. Yeah, it's exciting. Okay, I've answered that one before, so I'm going to draw a new one. Okay, let's draw a new one. I don't like that. <laughs> I've answered this one before too, but I want to hear your answer to it. Okay. 
Confess your most unpopular opinion. <sighs> um, my most unpopular opinion. I can't wait to see the answers you get on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was hard. I have so many. <laughs> I have so many unpopular opinions that I don't know which one I'm going to choose from. Um, at this point, it may be the cilantro thing. I wasn't popular with you. Um, I don't know. I think uh, there's probably all kinds of stuff, and somebody disagrees with me all over the place, I'm sure. Um, but I think internalizing. Sometimes people don't like for me to say that. Oh, yeah. So I think internalizing and not saying what you need to say in life is one of the biggest mistakes you can you can do. Mm-hmm. To stew over something and keep it inside. And sometimes that's hard for people to do. So as a friend, sometimes you have to say things and then, you know, it may not be very popular. Yeah. But it's the truth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my most unpopular opinions that I shared a few episodes ago was that fried green tomatoes should be the eighth deadly sin. Oh my gosh. That was not as deep as I went. <laughs> <laughs> you should have answered that first. <laughs> Oh, man, I, I don't agree with that. I love fried green tomatoes. See, I don't like tomatoes, like, at all. Mm, yeah, fried green tomatoes, the bomb. But that's okay. We're going to make it. <laughs> I'm willing to, like, try them. They're just... You got to have the right romelade with it. That's true. You know? They so have maybe, to be done right. Yes, they will go to feed. Yes. They've got some good ones. Ooh, they do. Mm-hmm. I always get their potato chicken cakes or... Yeah. Whatever those are called with the, like... See, they serve them with, like, a tomato gravy or sauce or whatever. And I love that, but there's just something about, like, actual tomatoes that I just can't quite stomach. That's okay. I don't like ketchup. I I don't like ketchup as a condiment, mm-hmm. but I will put it, like, in meatloaf. Or um, I put it in chili once mm. as, like, a last resort because I was out of <laughs> tomato sauce. Yep. Um, it's my phone. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. I like the remix. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. That's me. <laughs> I like the remix a lot. <laughs> well, I can't stand when you go out into the stores and everybody has the same ringtone. Yeah. So. Um, oh, I have the Kim Possible like do 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 oh, as, nice. as my text tone. <laughs> there you go. And every now and then I forget to turn it off at work. And it goes off, and we have, like, an open concept office, and they're just like, Kate, oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I am absolutely the queen of the inappropriate ringtones. So at least it doesn't, like, have heavy metal music on it, probably like it used to, or something ridiculous. My first cell phone had the Mission Impossible theme song as Ah. the ringtone, which was a lot more obnoxious than I thought it would be. Well, I'll tell you what, that was a robocall, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> At this point, I feel like the robocalls uh, care about me more than my family <laughs> does. So, nothing was interrupted by that too much. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you this question. What is your favorite hole-in-the-wall spot? So, that was actually submitted by a listener. I okay. feel like I have not lived here long enough sure. to know... The good hole in the walls, or what people in Chattanooga consider hole in the walls. Gotcha. JJ's all day long. Okay. That's my that's my my love, my heart, my soul. 
is JJ's Bohemian. Okay, so... That's where I go to hide. <laughs> with that in mind, mm-hmm. I will say, and I don't know if I would call it a hole in the wall, but I've had to, like, explain it to people more than I thought I would have to, but River Street Deli. Oh, yeah. No, that's super very true. Good. It's super good. Oh, those guys are the best. Mm-hmm. And you are going to be told what you're having for the day. Yes. Yes. No, River Street Deli, that is a, a, a gem, a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first places I went to when we all moved down here, was we got sandwiches at River Street and then went on a hike and had a picnic. Oh, that sounds great. It was great. And that's it's right there at Coolidge, so you can get your sandwich and go have a picnic down in the park, too. It's absolutely delicious. One Perfect. of the best places in town. Yes. Awesome. We are going to wrap up there. All right. This has been so much fun. Oh, thank you, Kate. That's great. Yes. I really appreciate uh, you having me in here today. Yeah. Um, any social media handles or websites you would like to plug? Sure. Go check out all the shows at thesignaltn.com. Um, bring your mom and them. Uh, let's see. What else? Chattanoogirlsrock.com and Chattanoogirlsrock on Instagram. All those things. Personally. You don't want all mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, go check out those things. Go support local music. Lift each other up and uh, just keep on doing you, man. One last question. Sure. What show at The Signal that's coming up are you most excited about? Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Do you want me to say Insane Clown Posse? I just saw that today. <laughs> and I was like a little terrified. <laughs> I saw that and was just like, is that real? Oh, it's real, baby. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. Um, <laughs> I'm most excited about that <laughs> um, from a growth standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm really excited about Lord Ron. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a great one. Yes. I'm so excited. Everything just makes me excited. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got a lot of great shows coming up. So Yes, awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining me. It Anytime. has been an absolute delight having you. Thank you. Uh, absolute delight being here. Yay! Um, this has been another episode of the Nougabelle Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll catch you all on the next one.